Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation. It's now my great pleasure to welcome onto the program Earl Carter. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, uh, good afternoon, James. We talk on a Friday. It's fortuitous we do. Yes. Um, the melancholy that surrounds uh, us both and many other people about the sad passing of of John. Yes, um, yes, we lost we lost John McDonald earlier in in the week, an absolutely uh, wonderful man with many wonderful attributes, and a man you've spoken you've spoken about often on this program. Some of the great times that you had with him and my father. <laughs> oh dear, I mean. I'm cognizant of the fact, James, that uh, he was a rugby league man and uh, the the rugby league family, as we might call them, on the Darling Downs would be mourning his passing as they do. Uh, A lot of the great players who have played for Toowoomba and the Darling Downs, so I wouldn't want to even suggest that I... I can speak uh, on, on their behalf because they have more to say. I was merely a fellow who passing um, as they we were in the in the trenches. Your father and John and I for a period of time. And when you told me his passing yesterday, I went into the garden. The, the the long wall around the garden and sat and I uh, tried to to sing but I more probably said the words than uh, of a tune that uh, often comes into my mind when these sorts of things happen and it goes um, memories of the, from the corners of my mind misty coloured water memories of the way we were Shattered pictures of the dreams we left behind and the smiles we gave to one another and the way we were. And finishes uh, sort of, if we had the chance to do it all again, would we? Would we? So I've been thinking, uh, um, no doubt, a lot of people about the past. And I met John... Uh, in 1980, sometime in 1980, uh, through your father, when we we used to do the radio program on horse racing with people like uh, Glenn Robbins and and Pedro, and at one stage, uh, your father and I thought we might uh, try and attempt to provide a service bigger than that, so. We we decided we'd call it past the post, but we had no one to print it, and he, he mentioned John, of course, and and um, we got together with John, and the three of us ran it for some time. We had a lot of fun. Um, we used to meet James on a Friday at ten o'clock, <laughs> and your father and I would write the the envelopes to. <laughs> which we'd put past the post in. And all this time, the the material that was going in the little journal, John 
proofread and and set up uh, the, the, the printers would take the rest. But we spent a lot of time together, and I don't think we there was ever a day when we never we never stopped laughing. And <laughs> it, it often it came to my mind that we were something I don't know whether we were the three stooges, the three <laughs> blind mice, or three wise men. Uh, probably that would be difficult to understand. That it was likely we were three wise men. And I remember thinking to myself, and I can say this honestly, very few people uh, have the imagination for reality, but John and your father did. However, sometimes when we got together, reality was an illusion, as the saying goes, was an illusion brought about through the lack of alcohol, and we very quickly changed that. But it was fortunate this morning I spoke to uh, Paulette Gollan and uh, we talked about when we used to come for lunch because we normally had our work done by 12.30 and then we would go along the lane across to to Tats and there we would be for quite some time until your father disappeared to read the sports section on the television. <laughs> and uh, John and I often looked and, uh, with a few adjectives. Um, uh, they used to give, n- never gave me a hard time, mind you. I never used bad language. What I mean by bad language, I never used the words bloody or bugger. I used to say shivers. If anything, it was uh, an exclamation. But uh, we had some great times. And Paulette was recounting this morning the sorts of uh, carry-on we used to get up with. But in the time I knew him, I have to say we had some amazing conversations. I'm sure you did. Mm. One minute, James. I'm just mm. uh, yes. No, I understand. I I understand, Earl. Mm. We had some marvelous conversations about uh, all sorts of things, and I learned um, very quickly that he was a man who had a side to him that was um, full of um, just goodwill and 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 love and all those sorts of things. And I said to him, I remember saying one day, uh, <coughs> it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And he said, who said that? I said, oh, Barrymore. But anyway, I also said to your father and John one day, just as I suspected, as uh, Claude Rain said to Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca, just as I expected, I suspected you were rank sentimentalist, you two, because they had a softness and a gentleness about them that was captivating. And uh, they show that in so many ways. So, just in summary, uh, I would say that uh, one of the things that struck me about John and Patrick 
was their their love for their family and especially their wives. Joan, uh, I met her many times, mostly on the phone, and I found her to be an incredibly charming and very intelligent woman. And I had no doubt that um, uh, John was um, quietly subservient and that the family he loved dearly. Yes. And I I would say, as I often think, I only wish I had said this. Good friends are hard to make, difficult to believe, impossible to forget. We yes, no, lovely words, Earl, and as we said, it's um, a great man, a, a great human being was lost. But I, I have to ask the story, though. Surely you can tell us the story. Of, aren't you the only person that actually beat him? We, remember he had, the, he had the record for the, what was it? The um, He won the gift. He, he was a professional foot runner. He nearly held the world record for the, what was it? It was the 440 yards or something like that. But aren't you the only yeah. person that beat him? Uh, <laughs> well, before that... I actually, um, I was must have been in Melbourne, and I had a friend who was, uh, he used to bet on the foot races, the flat rail, like the stall gift, etc. And um, he said, who's this bloke here, McDonald? And I said, well, uh, I don't know him, but he, I know he was a great footballer. He was a great rugby league footballer. We never talked about football, really. All I know is that he was very good, very friendly with a fellow called McAuliffe, and I think he ran the Australian Rugby League. But yes, I said to him one day when all of this um, no shenanigans was going on of of, uh, um, getting past the post out, and I make this comment, we never never really... um, were that social. We 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 spent all day, a lot of day Friday, and sometimes on the Sunday night we would go out for for a dinner. But anyway, I said to him one day, I said, John, you could you help me um, get fit? And he said, Hmm. All right. He said, Well, um, I'll tell you what we'll do. He was very good. He always led the conversation, and he said in no uncertain terms what we should do. <laughs> and uh, he said, um, I'll pick you up and we'll go over to the um, uh, Toowoomba Grammar Oval. And so over there we went, and we were running around. He had me running and running and running, and I was absolute <laughs> cactus, but I wouldn't give in. And he said, now, well, I'll see what you're made of. So we ran this 400 or 440 yards or whatever it was, and he gave me, I think I exaggerated, but he certainly <laughs> gave me 380 yards start, and I beat him by a short half in. in <laughs> and he drove me home, and I, I could barely get out of the car. Anyway, I got to the lovely gate at uh, 94 Campbell Street, and I heard the car uh, sort of moving again, and I said to Winfellow Count Romanoff uh, third, who was Rubble, uh, the, uh, our dog, who was a satellite, 
I fell on the ground. He thought, well, it was a wrestling time because we often used to do that. He and I used to wrestle. And um, I said, is that bloke, is that bloke on? And uh, he stopped and he looked. He was very intelligent. And he, he didn't say anything, but his eyes said, yeah, he's gone. And so then I helped myself up. And you know that John, John told some people that he said he put me through the ringer, but he said he came back for more. There was no doubt about it. He's a tough character. <laughs> and I thought, well, 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 a great footballer and a great athlete uh, saying that about me. And I suddenly felt taller than the five foot 17 I used to be. So those memories, um, I, I thought about in the last 24 hours or so. And as I say, there are many people who know him far better than I, but I doubt if uh, some of them knew them the way that your father and I did. When we started past mm. the tapes, he said, he had a, your father said, oh, well, uh, we have to get it printed. I know a printer, etc." And he said, oh, I'll, we'll get John in. And so I said, yeah, fine. And he, I think he was a bit wary for a start because um, John never took fools easily. And uh, and uh, Patrick wasn't sure if I was a fool or a nut or a good man. But it turned out for the better. Anyway, uh, I, I, I hope you all forgive me for my pauses. Uh, no, it's it's quite understandable. Well, yes, thank you, Jim. It's quite understandable, yeah. Earl. Yeah. Uh, it's very, okay. very much understandable. Where were we? <laughs> well, we've, we're going to talk about racing this weekend. As you mentioned, we do speak on a Friday evening or late afternoon. So as I said a few times, I know another time that's very fond of you and memories from Queensland, it is Carnival of Flowers. And it's the big parade for those that are listening to this on a Saturday. The parade Saturday morning through the wonderful streets of Toowoomba. So it's Carnival of Flowers Parade Day. So Earl and I do speak on a Friday evening. So as we always say, check your final scratchings, etc., before placing your bets. Because yes, uh, um, yes the, the situation. As I said to Paul Ed Gollum this morning, it's fortuitous we talk on a Friday. Yes. And uh, she was recounting. Uh, we used to go for lunch and then we'd adjourn into a, a lovely little bar which was a quiet spot. And there we would stay for several hours until your father returned from um, attempting. Well, he never missed a beat. I don't know, he was amazing. Mm. But anyway, then we would continue on and sometimes our beloveds would come. But Joan, if you're listening, uh, I, I think of you. Yes. Yes, no, I'll, I'll make sure that uh, that she does hear this, yes, but there's so many people out there with their thoughts, certainly with the McDonald family and yes, John McDonald, a, a legacy and a memory that will live on forever and ever and ever. He was certainly one of a kind, that's for sure. So, no, appreciate your very kind words, Earl, and as I said, I always get a, a laugh at some of the stories you tell in regards to the, the memories of some of the yourself and my father and the chairman, as you refer to him so fondly, used to get, used to get up to, that's for sure. So, so yes, well, many, many happy and fond memories. 
tell no stories and I'll tell no lies. <laughs> We had some great times, especially when they, we had our annual general meeting for Blast the Post in Melbourne. <laughs> I took uh, just one last thing. I took yes. them. I said to them both, they were down there. It was uh, Thursday night, and uh, they inquired as to what they were doing on the Friday before racing on the Saturday. And I said, well, I've got a surprise for you. I have two friends. One was uh, Jack Casey, who owned a horse called New Statesman, who ran, who won the Derby, and he had a horse stud, and he imported a, a, a stallion. And the other fellow was David Marchman, a, a man that I admired enormously. And I said, they're going to, I'm going to introduce them at lunch. So. Um, we're going to the Albion Hotel in Port Melbourne. And I said, now I should tell you one thing. That the Port that this hotel is one of the best, but um, lunch on a Friday is, um, uh, will have uh, people attending from some people from the VRC committee, some people from the painters and dockers and everyone in between. And you must be circumspect. Anyway, um, uh, John and his inimitable style was talking even as much as your father. And uh, David took a liking to him and he said, where did this fellow from? He was an intelligent fellow. Here I am, And uh, I thought, mm, well, that's a very good start. And the day proceeded to get longer and longer and longer. And we shared a room in the, um, the, the Hilton Hotel in East Melbourne, and there were two two beds in a small room. They, we put a third a collapsible. So, we, but anyway, we awoke at two thirty in the morning, and the, the chairman, as I called him, picked up the phone and asked for room service. And he ordered everything between. Well, I won't say it, but he. he he asked for three steaks with scrambled eggs. He said, well, this is 2.30, mind And a whole range of other things. And then he said, and by the way, we're Queenslanders. He said, uh, we want a pawpaw. And uh, oh, there I am. Everyone help us. What a day. Anyway, <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> yes, some great memories there of, of, a, uh, of a great man. But yes, it's a... A big day of racing this weekend at Flemington Earl. Some wonderful horses going around. We've got a great car. Ten races on the program. Let's see if we can try and find a few winners for the punters. How would you like to do this? Um, uh, I just like intensely saying um because it means you're not with it. Uh, the only thing I would say is the rail is true. Uh, and I personally think, I personally, I think that uh, it's a disappointing muster in some instances. For example, their boy Lewis, it's a disapp- it disappoints me. But anyway, we'll start at race two if we can, James. Yes, race two on the program. Yes, I've, I have a liking for number 10, United Nations. 
Uh, it's got a lot of ability. It's a five-year-old by Galileo, and it will go very close in my view. Race two, it's number 10. It's United Nations, yes? Um, in the third, uh, Paulette tells me this morning that Antino, the um, uh, young pony's horse, mm. is, is, um, is very smart. Uh, drawn a good barrier over 1,400, but uh, I, I don't know the horse. You could probably provide some light on the subject, but I wouldn't be backing the two, um, six to four chances. Uh, mm. In the third, um, uh, King's Gambit is the one we highlighted for the um, for the uh, Coolmore, and I wouldn't back him at those odds. Uh, but I can tell you that number five, Mahaba, is way over the odds. It's a ludicrous price. And so uh, if, you, if you're looking for one at odds, consider it. It's race four, horse number five is Mahaba, yes? Yes. Race five, I, I have a liking for number 10, Eske. It was first up from a spell when at Mooney Valley. Got well out of its ground. I like the way it ran on. I think this horse could be could be very smart, but we'll find out tomorrow. But it's um, very very good odds. That's S K, which is race uh, five, horse number ten. Uh, race six is the Captain T, uh, a, a filly and mare of Bart Cummings with Philip. Skirt the Law, a very good run uh, when it came first start in Melbourne. Uh, drawn Barrier the 23, and Mrs. Gollan asked me, is it drawn wide? And I said, well, that's a good place to be. Mm. I think it will be very hard to beat. I think 10 and 13 have got chances. But there's one in this number 19, Fragile Love, uh, Big Odds, and... I've had to do something on um, uh, fragile love. It is uh, race six, horse number nineteen. Yes, uh, the Maccabi uh, dealer, uh, number two alligator blood. Mm, alligator. Yes. The alligator blood's race seven, horse number two. And it reminds me, James, you know what's yellow and dangerous? What? What's yellow and dangerous? Yes. Shark infested custard. <laughs> Fair enough. I haven't heard that. Should well, I have? No, probably not, because I remember it was a story we used to tell in the late 40s, early 50s. Okay. What purpose? I do not know. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hope the alligator is, well, not about uh, yellow, but um, dangerous. Let's hope it's dangerous tomorrow. Alligator blood. Yeah. If I say uh, another one of big odds, Amelia's jewel is well in, uh, unquestionably well in. But number 11, I beg your pardon, number 13 for Parley. 66 to 1, I have to have an interest. The Parley, race 8, horse 13, the big odds. Number, 
And those nine, the Bobby Lewis, uh, uh, I've said enough about that, but number six has got a chance first, um, yes, first up, so to speak. Could be Chartist. a blowout. Yes. Race nine, number six, it's Charterhouse. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yep. In the last, um, number nine, Flash Flood's got a chance. Uh, so two number 16, Carini and Import. But I'm going to have something on the horse I had, something on first up, and let's roll the dice. Mm. Uh, I think it'll improve. Uh, as far as bet, bets are concerned, um, I don't have any, James. It's um, um, it's not a day for me to be betting. Um, I'll find it difficult to watch them for uh, for obvious reasons. But anyway, uh, that's um, Flemington. As yeah. far as uh, Sydney's concerned, uh, race six, uh, Tuta Levita. Is in again the, the flight stakes that uh, we nominated for her, and I'm certainly not having anything on her. She's drawn wide, but I expect her, and hopefully, she'll be finishing off. Mm-hmm. I'll be disappointed if not. In race nine, uh, I, there's two scratchings that I know of. Uh, number 17, political debate which is about the only place you'll get a decent um, debate is from the stables. And I give a political <laughs> debate a chance. Let's race nine, horse 17, political debate. Yes. yes. That's, uh, and that's the end of the penny section, as the man once said. Okay, so that's a look at racing in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, really, really big day of racing group one racing from flemington and uh group racing from sydney as we work our way through spring so that's your thoughts on the card so no best bets as earl suggested but uh but yeah some some selections there at odds that we can keep an eye on and james may i congratulate you as i do from time to time uh, your voice and diction and uh, uh uh, the, the manner of your speech is just a delightful, delightful experience. I can tell you. We very much appreciate your kind words. <laughs> well, yes. And anyway, uh, we we shape up tomorrow to another sad day. But give uh, um, thanks for the time that some of us had with uh, the chairman and. Uh, we uh, we must move on. Yes, and we'll always remember him. Yes, uh, memories uh, from the corners of our minds. That was the song from uh, the song uh, Alan, Alan Alan Bergman wrote the lyrics, and Barbara Streisand sang that song. It's just a lovely song, and you should listen to it sometime, James. I will. <laughs> Oh, that I shall. Oh, very good words. Uh, Thank you, Earl. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.